Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, our production of Agoracom, which we take the time to speak with small cap companies about big, important news with us today. We're happy to have him back. He's making big news every 30 days, it seems like. Marshall Gunter, CEO at Datametrics AI. The company trades on the stock symbol DM on the TSX Venture Exchange. For our friends in Europe, D4G on Frankfurt, and for our friends in America, DTMXF. Now, for those of you who knew the story, uh, data metrics was primarily known as a technology company focused uh, on artificial intelligence and machine learning through its uh, subsidiary Nexology, has done work for numerous government agencies uh, in both Canada and the U.S., conglomerates around the world. Great success generating seven-digit revenues. But what really has been carrying the story uh, in the last 60 days is the fact that the company has secured uh, the rights to test kits, multiple test kits uh, for sale and distribution uh, in Canada and around the world. Now, more than just lip service, because this that, that's the important part here. A lot of people are doing a lot of talking. The press which we're talking about today is, I'm going to read it, Datametrics announces sale of COVID-19 test kit to Canadian mining company. A sale's in the books. Marshall, welcome back. Glad to be back, George. Well, look, you know, many Me Too companies out there right now, Marshall, everyone's trying to kind of hop on this COVID-19 testing. And I know why, you know, unfortunately, the nature of small caps, they want to try and put a buzzword onto their press releases, hope to get some kind of jump in their stock price. A lot of people talking, but you're actually doing it. There's a 10,000 unit sale. Before we get into the details of that, how big of an accomplishment is this to get that first major sale and you made it to a major Canadian mining company? Well, for us, this is a huge, huge milestone. So, you know, we were asked by the Canadian government to help get involved in this with sourcing these materials from South Korea. And you know, as an AI company, this is not in our wheelhouse, right? right. So we were a little bit skeptical at first, but we decided, you know what? We're being asked by the government to help. Let's give it a shot, right? Let's just give it a shot, see if we can be a good, you know, good Canadians, good humanitarians, and see if we can get this done. And this sale proves that we made it happen and we got it done end to end, all the way from, you know, the request to the first sale to a Canadian company to help get their employees and their families and the local communities and everybody back to work. 10,000 units, $500,000 order. Now let's get into some of the details here and the implications of it. First of all, um, is this your target market? Because when, when you made these announcements, you know, a lot of us didn't know, maybe you didn't even know what your target market was going to be. Is this your target market for now, a uh, big enterprise, you know, global enterprise or national enterprise companies? Well, currently, this is who's coming to us. Now, we didn't, you know, like I said, we didn't get into this as a business uh, endeavor. You know, this was a request for help. So when, when we did agree to help, we didn't have a market involved. There was no plan, right? We didn't, 
we're, you know, we didn't sit around in January and plan a launch in April. It was, can you help us? And we're like, okay. And then two weeks later, we're, you know, sitting there with the ability to import these kits. So initially, you know, we were asked by the government, our target is to help Canadians and help Canadian companies. And that's what has been our target all along. And to that effect, we were approached by this mining company and said, look, we've got a lot of employees. I know you don't have approval in, uh, for your kits in Canada yet. That has, um, we do now have access to a kit that is Health Canada approved, but at right. the time we did not. And so look, we have employees all over the world that are working for this Canadian company. What can we do? You know? And so we looked at it and we said, okay, let's see what we can do about this because in you know, different parts of the world, they don't rely on the health Canada authority, you know, sure. in particular, and this one, this mine is in Africa and they rely on what's called CE certification, which is given out by um, the European union. Right. So they had the ability to, you know, accept these kits and work with the local government and get them you know, in there to help. And we said, you know what, we'll give it a shot and see what happens. So we worked through the logistics with this company. Um, you know, they needed a PCR machine also, which is if you've ever seen on TV, like there's a, you see a chemist, looks like a chemist, there's a little tray and they take it and they're filling multiple vials. Oh yeah, kind of like, like CSI, it. right? We all, like we CSI, all see CSI. Exactly. And then they place it in the little machine that looks kind of like a very large uh, desktop computer printer and they hit go. That's a PCR machine. Those are needed to process all the tests. So they needed help with one of those. We managed to get one of those through one of our Korean manufacturers who had sourced it through Germany. And we just put, you know, we worked with them very diligently for a few weeks because there's a lot of logistics involved in this. It's not just, you know, buy a test and sell a test. There's way more to it than that. Sure. Um, it's medical, right? It's medical yeah. testing. It's not selling a, a first aid kit with, uh, you know, bandages and scissors inside. That is correct. You've got to make sure that you have, you know, all the licensing in place, all the import export in place and all the correct certifications in place for the jurisdictions that you're entering. And then, you know, and then you need the correct personnel on the ground to facilitate the test. Then you, then you're pretty much ready to go. But we help them with all that. They're, they're underway, you know, establishing this pipeline. They're in the queue for the tests to uh, be shipped from South Korea into Africa and things are moving along very well for them. So the question I have now is let's talk about marketing and distribution. How are you getting the word out? How did, the, how did this company find you? And has that opened the door to other phone calls now? Because I'm curious, if, you know, it's, it's as if you run a Google search campaign for COVID testing for your mining company. So, you know, what's your understanding of how they found you and what implications that meant for the phone ringing in terms of, other companies seeing that and saying, we want the same thing. Well, we're not running any marketing or sales, right? So this is not, like I said earlier, this is not our main uh, business. Our main business is still artificial intelligence. So we, we don't have any sales or marketing or anything like that going. We are putting out the material press releases and that's where they found us was in the initial press release. They've been specifically looking for South Korean um, materials and test kits because of the accuracy and just how well they work in general. So they saw our press release and then, you know, my, my number is on there and we got a phone call, got on the phone with them and, you know, they, as a mining company, they're, they're not really 
they're not familiar with this process. And, you know, we're learning this also as we go along, but I don't think anybody is. Yeah. There's nobody running businesses today has ever been through a pandemic. And, you know, this thing's only a couple months old. We're all learning this together. <clears throat> so anyway, they found us, they called me, they're like, said, what can we do? We got, you know, we worked through all the logistics together and then we managed to put that, put that purchase order together. And, which is in motion now. How, how long was that sales cycle, Marshall? From the time you got the phone call to the time you guys confirmed the, uh, uh, you get the purchase order, what, is that sales, sales, what did that sales cycle look like? That sales cycle looked like about five weeks, something like that. And, you know, we're finding out that that's probably the, the right amount of time, usually somewhere between four and eight weeks, depending on the companies we're talking to and, um, you know, how ready they are or how much they already know, or if they come to us completely blind and have no idea what to do, then it's, you know, it's going to be a little bit longer. But uh, this company in particular operating in Africa was already familiar with, you know, these types of tests and things as, you know, they have Ebola over there for many decades now. And so it's a very similar uh, testing procedure, et cetera, for that type of virus. So they already had a lot of facilities in place. They are already educated on how it works, on how the supply chains work, on how the, you know, the health regulations work. And they already had people in place to facilitate all of that. So that's on the shorter end of the sales cycle, I believe, right. because of all that. For companies that have never dealt with this before, it may be a little bit longer as you know, they still have to put those things in place. But I'm, you know, it's looking like about four to eight weeks on the sales cycle. And and how's your pipeline looking in general in terms of number of calls, you know, the level of, I know you can't, I don't want, I'm not asking for specifics or your know, projections, but is it safe to assume that this wasn't a one-off call and that you've got good levels of interest from other similar style companies or size companies that want the oh, same oh, thing? Certainly. There, there's been a lot of interest in this, especially as, you know, governments and you know, companies are trying to find a way to reopen the economy, right? So as you've seen a lot of concern about this, and so companies are reaching out to us, you know, how, how can we get involved and help speed up reopening our, our facilities, right? Um, and how can we put our people back to work safely and, you know, protect the people that they go back to see after their shift is over, you know, because that's a, an additional consideration that the companies have to take you know, they're not just bringing people back to work, but, you know, they're sending people back out into right. local communities after they bring them into these spaces. Uh, so that's an additional consideration that almost everybody that's called us has had that in mind. So it's, that's been very encouraging because it's really nice to see the, not, you know, people tend to think of these large corporations and things like that as nothing but profit generating um, machines. Yeah, but, that's a, that's a misnomer. They care at the end of the day, right? They, yeah, these these companies really care because they they first they come to us and they say, look, I want to not just help get back to work, but I, I want to ensure the safety of our, our communities. You know, so the, all the people involved. So I'm, I'm really encouraged by that. But you know, these companies do operate worldwide. So there's been a lot of interest because the products we have, while the we only have one approved in Canada. The other three are still awaiting Health Canada's approval. They do carry, say, two of them carry that CE certification that I was talking about that is accepted throughout the European Union, 
a lot of countries in Africa rely on this. A lot of countries in, you know, say Latin America and South America rely on that certification. One of the kits we have has FDA EUA authorization. So that's the emergency use authorization that the, where the United States fast tracks it through in order to, to be able to sell it during say a pandemic like this. And so a lot of countries that rely on the FDA are also saying, hey, we've got workers in these countries. They take the FDA authorization. How can I get them back to work? So, you know, we're, we're, we've had a lot of interest from Canadian companies trying to get their people, not just in Canada, back to work, but worldwide. All right. Well, that's, that's not surprising and sounds pretty encouraging. And I get the feeling we're going to be having you back on uh, more to talk about, about those things. I'm also, I want to t- touch on two small things in terms of your market advantage here, then move on to uh, Ms. Dr. Alex McGregor. But something that I found very interesting is two things. One, you say uh, no upfront, this is a $500,000 order with no upfront costs, right? Mm-hmm. So A, how big of an advantage is that to you because you don't have to try and manage cash flow? So that's the first question. And the second question I have is the fact that these test kits are being shipped directly from the manufacturers to the purchaser. So you're not even handling the logistics. So from your side of things, how big of an advantage is it that you have the ability to not have to manage cash flow and that you don't have to worry about logistics to get all this done? Well, from data metrics perspective, it just makes our lives a lot easier. Um, it's a lot less to track, a lot less to take care of, um, a lot fewer, you know, moving pieces. So the cash flow is pretty simple. This is generally set up by the manufacturers as they have rules around how they would like to get paid. Uh, and we cannot, you know, deviate from those. Uh, as far as the logistics of moving the product around, this has already been well established, especially in South Korea. The South Koreans have been dealing with these coronaviruses for decades now, all right? You know, we're, we had a spat with SARS over here, but they've really been at the forefront of this for, you know, 20, 30 years. Right. So they are used to this. They've already got the supply chains in place. You know, they already have all the air freight coming out of uh, the Seoul airport, you know, using companies like Federal Express, um, which is who we generally refer people to. They already can tell you, hey, this is what we're shipping. What do I need to do? And then just give you the checklist. Here it is. You need this unit. This one needs to be refrigerated. This one needs to be in a freezer unit. Where do you want it to go? Is it a fast track or not? This is what it's going to cost. Bang. And so it just, not just for us, but like say for any clients or, or purchasers that come to us, this just makes life much, much simpler. It's almost, you know, it becomes almost turnkey. At that point, it sounds like that, that's why I want to bring that up. So that's pretty powerful yeah. for you, for your customers, for everybody. That it almost seems friction free and seamless, and that's a huge advantage, especially when speed and time and all that is of the essence right now. Absolutely, uh, Dr. Alex McGregor. Uh, you, you just announced that, um, uh, today actually. He's uh, the president dean of Toronto Institute of Pharmaceutical Technology and you've appointed him to your medical advisory board. So what is it that Dr. McGregor, his lab, his team bring to the table for data metrics in, in terms of all of this now? Well, the first thing that they bring is decades and decades of knowledge around the subject, all right? Again, 
we're an AI company. <laughs> we continue to be an AI company and that's where our expertise lies. Uh, so initially, you know, we brought on some advisors on the board to help us, but uh, Dr. McGregor really um, is just a fantastic addition to our board. He can tell us everything we need to know about the ins and outs of how to, you know, what licensing we need, what facilities we need, what kind of um, regulations do we need to follow, what the possibilities really are. When people call us up and say, I have, say, 2,000 workers in a remote mining community that's the nearest regional hospital is a, at least a, an hour flight away. What can be done, right? Alex McGregor has been there and done that, right? So we don't need to speculate any longer on yeah. what can be done. He can tell us, this is how it needs to be done. Here's what they need to arrange. And then again, we're all learning from this. Having somebody on the team with this type of prior knowledge is invaluable to us. Additionally, he has in their uh, facilities, they already have the technicians, they have the people that have you know, the uh, accreditation to, to administer tests, to process tests. And if they, if they wanna work with some of these larger companies, you know, we've got somebody on our board now that we can just say, hey, Here's a lab over here. If you need a lab, please call Dr. McGregor. He should be able to help you. Yeah, and I like the fact that you've said it three times maybe during this interview. We're an AI company. I like the fact that you know, you're being honest with yourself, you're being honest with your investors that AI is still the primary and they're not, you're not fronting to suddenly be this you know, leading COVID test company. You know, you're brought in by the federal government because of your security clearance, because your trusted organization that's dealt with very sensitive data and information. So it made sense to have you as a partner. And now you're, you know, smart enough to recognize that and bring on someone like Dr. McGregor to get, you know, to, to help, uh, especially when it really comes to commercializing this in Canada. Uh, to me, am I reading too much into it, uh, Marshall, or is that almost, you're, is that almost, is, uh, is it demonstrating that you're preparing for activity to really pick up in Canada? You need someone like Dr. McGregor and his team on the, on the advisory board. Well, we've had a lot of inbound interest from Canadian companies. And so just bringing somebody like Dr. McGregor on board just makes sense to us. Like I said, the guy has decades of experience. It's not something that we, as you know, technology people and, and computer engineers, um, mathematicians are going to be able to come up to speed on in two months. It's just not going to happen, right? No, no, this is definitely just not. Really a no brainer for us to have somebody with his pedigree on board that can answer these questions for these companies, answer the questions that are going around in data metrics, make sure that we all stay within the proper regulations <clears throat> and don't step out of bounds. All of these things he brings to the table and can really, really help us as this, you know, situation evolves and as the business evolves with it. Last question, uh, maybe paint the picture for us going forward. You know, when, when COVID first started and even talk about this test kits first began, you know, there might've been a, some of us or a lot of us that thought, okay, this is going to be short term something that we're going to have to work with and get through but it doesn't look that way anymore. It definitely looks like we're gonna be hunkering down. I'm not talking about social distancing and being locked inside. I'm not talking about that, but the fact that 
testing seems like it's going to be taking place for a really long time. This is going to be a significant business stream uh, for companies and hopefully for data metrics going forward. A, how far out, you know, how long, how far out do you see this as a real viable business stream for, for data metrics? And two, taking a shot at, out, out there that eventually a vaccine is going to come. Is it safe to say that you might even be able, you might even be able to turn your channels that you'll, that you're establishing now and will establish in the foreseeable future on testing that you'll be able to leverage those for the vaccine side when that becomes available? Okay, so let me answer that in two parts. Uh, first, number one, I'm not an epidemiologist, so <laughs> I really can't answer the, the longevity of this pandemic with any type of real authority. Um, just judging it as I see it, I mean, I do agree with you that even if a vaccine were available you know, tomorrow, there's going to be a lot of logistics around it, like uh, you know, how do we produce this? How do we get it to everybody? How do we administer it to everybody? That's going to take months and months and months. And so the testing is not going to go away anytime soon. Right. Um, as far as data metrics is concerned, you know, we will be here to help as long as it's required. Uh, again, we're not trying to turn into a pharmaceuticals company. Um, we really no, you got a out. great artificial <laughs> intelligence company, so you wouldn't want to do that. No, and uh, we're going to continue to do that. But as long as our help is required, uh, we're going to continue to help to the best of our ability. Uh, so it will continue as long as it's required and necessary. Um, as far as vaccines are concerned, I, I have no idea, to tell you the truth. I, I don't even know what the most up-to-date information on the vaccines are as we sit here. You know, I read news reports, but that's just about it. Yeah, I'll just take it outside of the box there thinking, you know, if you're administering tests, you may have to administer vaccines, but you're right. But I thought I'd still bring that up as something to, something to chew on. Hey, by the way, I, mean, I did say the last question, but I'll, I'll say the last question one more time. Okay. You're an artificial intelligence company, and, you know, the U.S. elections are going to start heating up. And we know that you, uh, you know, we know that you're commissioned for the Canadian election to watch for social media disinformation, foreign, uh, you know, intrusion into the process and all that. Safe to say that uh, that's, you know, the artificial intelligence side is going to is going to start generating some work and given what's good, good, the gravity of these elections. Well, um, there's two answers to that. Number one, the AI is just moving along. The, the difference is COVID is a daily news cycle and the AI stuff is much, uh, much longer news cycle than that. But we just did pass our milestone two on our ideas, which is a um, project, uh, a 1.1 million and change project we're working on with the Canadian uh, government. And so that means that we're cleared to move on to milestone three and continue work on that. So we have done that. Milestone three is in motion. So the AI is moving along as projected. In fact, we're a little bit ahead of our projected schedules. So that's really, really good. As far as the 2020 elections are concerned, we are still in touch with the U.S. Air Force. Um, you know, we were supposed to be down there working with them, giving a demonstration to them in Rome, New York. That's right. Uh, that's right. Last month. But the borders are closed. And right now we can't do anything while the borders are closed um, due to the nature of the meetings. And they don't really have guidance on how to do those types of meetings across a wire, across international boundaries right now. So we're kind of in a holding pattern with them. We did do a, um, you know, we still are in touch with the Air Force and we are continuing to, you know, work on that. We're just, you know, sending emails back and forth yesterday. Unfortunately, you know, 
for unfortunately for that meeting, but fortunately for the spread of the virus, they are going to keep the border closed at least for another 30 days. Uh, however, they, we are still in touch with them and we're going to keep moving with this, um, you know, as best we can to see. Yeah, Cause I got to imagine it's a high priority, right? That's going to be really high priority to make sure that this information from foreign entities isn't going to be, uh, uh, invading social media as we get into, you know, that August, September, October, November, obviously November time period. Yeah, uh, I guarantee it is. If it, if you know, if it wasn't a high priority for them, I wouldn't imagine that somebody like the U.S. Air Force Cyber Command would be involved. <laughs> All right, Marshall, congratulations on what you accomplished on the test kit side of this announcement. Ten thousand units, five hundred thousand dollars sale. Looking forward to uh, you know what more great success you're going to have there and. Uh, again, what I love about this company to begin with is the artificial intelligence side of it, which is what, you know, the, the real reason we, we teamed up together. So congratulations to you having both fronts going, but uh, this sale is great. Looking forward to having you back when, when you've got some AI news as well. That'll be exciting. Thanks, George. You've been watching Marshall Gunter, CEO of Datametrics AI. The company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol DM for our friends in America. DTM XF and for our friends in Europe, D4G. Look, uh, this is the time to get your due diligence done. Uh, this is a great technology company achieving on two fronts now. Uh, there's only so much Netflix we can do. There's only so much social media scrolling we can do. We've got a lot of time for our hands. Use that time uh, to really do your due diligence on data metrics. Uh, get to Agoracom, take a look at the profile page where we sum up everything really well for you so you can have that two minute read and really, really get caught up. Watch this interview and previous interviews done with Marshall. That would be a great help. And then go over the company's website, but do your due diligence. Uh, clearly the company is, uh, is generating revenue and achieving commercialization, which is so important in the small cap world. And you never know, you might've discovered your next great small cap company. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a fantastic day. Stay safe. See you next time.